Hello, anyone listening, and welcome to Connecting Vague Dots with me, Jay Panels, Seth Cox, and a very special guest, Jamie Harper. Thank you. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. It's lovely to have you here, Jamie. It is brilliant to have you, Jamie. Oh, it's, yeah. How was that? that? That was a good introduction, wasn't it? I felt like from you that was perfect um we couldn't have asked for any better formal but friendly as well yeah and a nice sort of you've got a lovely voice jamie as as we know you've got a lovely voice oh oh seth oh that's so kind of you very sort of soothing and rich soothing and rich yes i'll I'll put that on the that's a tagline for the for the next uh next poster that that i make soothing and rich voice do, are, yeah. do other people not make posters for you? Do you do you make them um, yourself? I thought you'd no. have people have a department. Other people do. That. Yes. No, we do. We have an entire department just for posters. I thought you did, and you get sent some quite graphic ones, don't you? Of you sort of cropped onto various yeah. um, various items, household items. But yeah. Yeah. Well, not even. <laughs> that was one of these. <laughs> On a bed knob, wasn't there? I, was, oh, I can't remember quite. Something correctly. like that. Um, We're going blue there. early today, lads. I think it was a bed knob. <laughs> I mean, it was a different sort. Well, what what a podcast this is, boys! It really. It usually doesn't peak. take this. It usually either <laughs> is instant or it takes about half an hour. So yeah, this was this was quicker than instant. It was, oh yeah. We were, we were in, that, in and on it. It, that's my tagline, actually, Jamie. I'm quicker than instant. instant. I like yeah. that one, actually. You know, yeah. it gives you, you know, like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, like the recent movie flop. Also, my tagline, actually, Mr. Flop. Was it a Floppy. flop? I thought. I thought I people was... went to see it because they thought it was going to be a flop, and then they quite enjoyed it. I think. Maybe. Yeah, I think the the original poster made it look like it was going to be the worst thing in the world, and then the trailer came out, and people went. That's probably not going to be good, but we'll go see it anyway. No, and then it no, turned I, out to be fine. I remember this. A trailer yeah. came out, and they had to re-release the trailer and redesign yeah. Sonic, didn't they? Everyone made more. fun of Sonic. Sonic's hairy yeah. legs. Was hairy it his legs hairy and, legs? And, and, no, it was, his, it was his human face. Was it his human face? I thought it was his hairy yeah. legs. I can't remember what no, it was. Hedgehogs don't have human faces, you see, and uh, oh. I think it confused a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't have hairy legs, do they, either? Or did they have hairy legs? It... Well, not, not massively. I've never, I've never checked. Um... Well, but then again, what, what are we talking about? Hedgehogs don't, you know, run on two legs and go into balls and yeah, stuff. Why, and they're not blue. Why, why is the character who's meant to be really fast actually a really slow creature that, that never actually Hedgehogs runs? Hedgehogs normally are quite slow, aren't they? They're, they're quite slow. slow. Maybe that was part of the irony. Is that is it an ironic sort of creative decision? I don't know. There's mm. there are probably many many videos explaining this topic. <laughs> Seth, would you like to explain the concept to anyone who doesn't? Oh yeah, of course, and and to Jamie just in case. And to Jamie, just to um, make sure. Yeah, just in case he's you know a sound mind and hasn't listened to any of our podcasts, which you know, I wish I hadn't, but I'm in them. So <laughs> you you haven't. But yes, no, you're right. I've, I've listened to the one side of it. Anyway, the podcast, basically podcast. what we do is um, we choose a film, a book and a piece of music, all with an underlying theme or link or something in common. And the other people in the call, in this case, Jay and Jamie, will try to guess my link. And I'll try to guess their link and we'll try to guess 
an NCAN, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, there's also a point system involved, um, which is the sooner you get the link, the more points you get. And um, me and Jay have a system for ourselves, which is if we visit any of the other suggestions, we get the points. So, Jay. I would also like to make a suggestion that um, whatever the highest score that me or you get, Seth, for mm. the the revisiting things that if we have a guest they start on that highest score also motorbike driving by quite loudly outside oh i thought well someone agrees with that idea i mean that sounded like a bit of a uh, hurrah moment yeah um, i think i think that was a crowd cheering actually i think i think it might have been or maybe the formula one's going on in southampton today i'm not sure where it is today but are you both in southampton no I'm i in am kent kent oh Love this podcast though. It's a great podcast. Oh, thank you, Jamie. Oh, that's very right. kind. I did listen. I, I listened to a few episodes. Oh, that's very, very good of you. Very good of you. Genuine surprise for both of us. But thank I'm you very much. True fan. True fan. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I did notice you've got us on your T-shirt, Jamie. I didn't want to point it out, but that is a bit strange. Oh yeah, um, no, sorry about that. Um, it, it, I meant to choose a different shirt. But well, we we haven't made these T-shirts, so have you made? No, I I, I the poster department I've got ah, to, yeah. to uh, you know rattle something up. T-shirts. Very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, sorry, Jay. Back to was your an point. interesting yes. diversion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Last yeah. week's links. So you picked Seth. Uh, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. Mm-hmm. By Reniedo Lodge, which I which I have on an audio book and I have listened to before, and I did today. I tried to start getting into it again, and I okay. will re-listen to it, but I only listened to the preface this morning. Enough half. Okay. And your music choice, oh, was Loveless. Yeah. By um. <clears throat> my bloody Valentine. My bloody Valentine. Thank you. Um because the link was inaccessible and Loveless isn't on Spotify. That's, that was a clever one. That's yeah. Clever. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so also yeah, means I, Jay, can't, Jay can't get a point for revisiting it either because it's, it's hard to access. So I mean, it's on YouTube and I found it on YouTube whilst we were talking about it, but I didn't listen to it because... Ah. I don't know why, I just didn't. Um, and the other one was Tenet. Mm, which, which I have uh, not been to the cinema to re to rewatch. I, I saw it. I, I've seen it. I've seen it twice. Um, I didn't. I didn't it? rewatch it this week, so yeah. I don't get a point for that. I thought well, it was. It was like there was so much potential, but it needed a bit more. It was. It was like mm. it was like a really great jigsaw puzzle, but mm. none of the pieces were quite in the right place. I yeah. think I think maybe they could have come together in a more satisfying way. Yeah, it felt a bit too bloated. Yeah, I love the ambition though. Christopher Nolan, like you know, he's always fantastic in in like the practical and the effect. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But the story just it just needed a bit of trimming, you know. It did indeed. I I saw something about the characters being a bit plain as well, which I have to yeah. sort of agree with. I mean, there wasn't much characterization going on but there never no. isn't a Nolan film it's all about the plot really that's it? true and and the plot was a bit like eh, right you know? yeah I just oh, pretend oh. You, <laughs> pretend you know what's going on and sort of nod your head every five yeah. minutes and go yeah I actually yeah, I, I went went to see it with my mum and she was 
so like confused. She turned to me about five times and was like, "What's going on?" It's like a three-hour-long film. I felt so sorry for her because she didn't understand <laughs> any of it, and she was just sat there for three hours, just watching yeah. like explosions and time going backwards. Yeah, I think I gave it. What do I give? It? I gave it like a seven point like five, didn't I? Five, didn't you? And yeah. Jay, has it gone down from you gave it an eight initially? Or no, something I like would that? say it's still at an eight for me. Still at an eight, Jamie. What would you if you had to go out of ten? Out of ten, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say seven. Like it, it was. I enjoyed it. I just feel like it could have been exceptional if they sort of done yeah. more with it. Mm. Yeah, seven. So, Seth, did you revisit any of my things? If you can um, remember them, I which can are... remember your things. Your things were um, you had the comic uh, Judge Dredd, mm-hmm. um, you had a Daft Punk album, and you had um, a film that was a Kubrick film. And unfortunately, no, I, I haven't revisited any, any of those. Any of those, okay. No. Well, I'm on a half, which means Jamie is also on a half. I'm on a half as well. And Seth is on zero. Can we go back to the point where I. Where you suggest the idea that Jamie starts for the highest person starts, and I can say no, I don't like that idea. No, I I thought that was a fantastic idea. Well, I, yeah, I, I think it would, it's unfair to the guest. Yeah, because I <laughs> we haven't done anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it, so <laughs> it's we're, we're doing this is for the greater good, Seth, and you're only a half point behind. So only stop me complaining. Point. Uh, that's true, and I'm just going to catch up anyway. You know, you are, as my track record is. Zoom. Big zoom. Yeah. Right. Who wants to go first? Jamie, oh. would you please lead us off with your film? My film? Okay. My film is Catch Me If You Can. Which, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which has uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks, who I think are two exceptional actors. Yeah. Um, now, that's a film not talked about often enough, in my opinion. No, I absolutely agree. I think it's such a fantastic film, but it always kind of people just look over it mm. yeah which is strange as it's got DiCaprio and Hanks in that people sort Such of film, don't visit it much why have you chosen yeah. this film Jamie um because I like it quite a lot um I just think it's really good as in like a storytelling perspective um and Leonardo DiCaprio is just like a really good actor and he just, yeah he, he just pulls the story along it's really good Shall I say a bit about the story? Yes, please do. Yeah, tell us okay. a bit about it. Well, this um, this young lad, he's it's weird because Leonardo DiCaprio, he was he's like twenty seven, I think, to thirty, something like that, when they yeah. were filming it, and he's meant to be playing like a sixteen year old. So yeah. it's a bit, it's a bit like, okay, we'll let it slide, because you know it doesn't really look sixteen, but is this this lad who kind of he basically just gets into identity fraud and he pretends to be a pilot he pretends to be a doctor and he just travels the united states basically like frauding people uh, for no particular reason other than he just wants to travel and he just wants like it's exciting for him to pretend to be other people mm. and tom hanks is this fbi bloke who tracks him down and it's basically just um trying to find this guy who says he's a pilot but not a pilot and trying to find this guy who says he's a doctor but not a doctor it's, it like it's it sounds a bit like bland, but it's actually very good. It's based yeah. on a true story, isn't it? It is, yeah. Which I, I I love those kind of films where it's like surely it's not based on a true story, but yeah. it is. Mm. And true, and then eventually they um brought him in 
the is it CIA brought him in to yeah. um, help them with their investigations for yeah. like, uh, identity theft and money laundering and stuff like that. They did very much like Wolf of Wall Street in that respect. Another DiCaprio film. Yeah, where he ends up helping the law enforcement officers. Yeah, so that's, that's my film. Oh yeah, no, I like catching if you can. And about the true story thing, it's nice when a film that's a true story isn't really dull and bland. Yeah, quite a few biopics that's accidentally are. Yeah, um, but the, no, I like it, and it's got a good supporting cast as well. Thinking about it, it has Christopher Walken and Amy Adams. Yes, um, it has Christopher Walken. Cast. He's always, you know, Christopher it, Walken. Just for the voice, like I don't think anyone cares about his acting ability. Yeah, <laughs> they just they just sign him up because he's got a good voice. I can't, um, I can't remember who, who this was said of, but I think it was said of Christopher Walken that he gets a script in and then he puts it into like a word processor and removes all the punctuation <laughs> and then just says it how it occurs to him to say it. I, yeah, that is so true. He's got one of the most iconic vocal deliveries alongside William Shatner. Yes. It, it's like, you just know that it's Christopher Walken. Two little mice fell into a bucket. Of bucket milk. of cream. There's a bucket of cream. Bucket of cream, I think you'll find. Two little mice. I can't do it. Jake, let's say you're Christopher Walken. No, I won't. I, I feel won't. like everyone can say Christopher Walken like Christopher Walken would say Christopher Walken. If Christopher Walken? Yeah. You fell into a bucket of cream. <laughs> One of them churned it. It's such a weird accent. It's like, it's like he's having a stroke. Yeah. He's trying to act at the same time. It's like he's trying to remember his lines as he's saying them. He's sort of yeah. like, two, uh, uh, two. <laughs> mice. Um, yeah. Fell into a, into a bowl. No, that's right. Yeah. Right. Who's next? Well, um, Seth, do you have any ideas what Jamie's link might be? Uh, no, Jay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what we think and come up with a joint one like we did on the last one. So like that's easier. Yeah. Okay. I think it's... Um, it may be to... Because Catch Me If You Can was a very early performance of Leonardo DiCaprio, so it might be an example of exemplary early work. Possibly. It wasn't, it wasn't too early. It was after Romeo and Juliet, Titanic, Gilbert Grape, yeah. all of those that's things. That's true. Life. True. I'm not sure if it would be about sort of child prodigies or something like that yeah um possibly possibly uh, the idea you know the, th the film is about like theft and lying and stuff possibly yeah we haven't talked about spielberg yet either i don't know if mm. it's anything to do with spielberg who does Might the score be. for it i feel Maybe. like i know i know the person it's, it's not john williams is it for the score it's um, probably it's he does like all of them. i feel like it is but it's, i feel like it's someone else it's got a anyway. good score as well, understated. Yeah, it's got a very good score. I like the title sequence at the start as well. So actually. good, it's an iconic one. Isn't it's it? like a, it's like a sort of Tintin title sequence. I don't know why yeah. it's like a Tintin, but it's very sort of spy esque. Yeah, it's like that classic spy cartoon. Yeah, it's very cool. Like the old capers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fifty kind of yeah. <laughs> little stick figures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, Jay. What do we want to go for? Um, I'm happy to go with whatever you're thinking. Let's go for um, like mistaken identity or something like that, shall we? Okay. Yeah, we'll go for that. Mistaken identity, something to do with that. Jamie? Okay. Um, no. Fair enough. Okie dokie. That's okay. Seth, yeah. 
your film. Yeah, so I can't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast before. I think we may have talked about it. Jay, I can't remember if you chose it as one of your films. And if right. you have, I'm sorry to the listener who's actually listened to all the episodes. I'm sorry on many levels. But Me. this one... Yeah. <laughs> uh, this film is... Um, it's a good film, and it's called American Psycho. Oh. Yes, we have mentioned it in passing. Yeah, um, we but we haven't picked it formally. Okay, that's that's good. Well, I picked it. Um, American Psycho was a 2000 film directed by, if I can remember, it was Mary... Mary Potter. Some, Mary Potter, was it? I think. Okay, that sounds about right. Um, and it's about um, an American guy, Christian Bale, who is a psycho, basically. Um, in, the, he, in the very late 80s yuppie period. Yuppie period. Yes, um, yeah. And it's based on a book as yeah, well, isn't it? book written by Brett Ellis, Brett it Ellis is, Easton, is it, or something? That sounds about right. Is Brett someone, yeah. Um, but it's really good. It's sort of your classic example of a sort of Don Juan film where you've got the protagonist who sleeps around a bit. He's very sort of... Um, oh, what's that word? Promiscuous. And he, he ends up killing someone, um, which follows that sort of Don Juan um, fable very nicely. I don't know if it's intentional or not. Anyway, but yeah, it's really it's got a great cast as well. Um, you've got Jared Leto in it, um, William Defoe as sort of the investigator. Um, Reese Witherspoon apparently is in it. I can't remember what she. Um, uh, she's she his girlfriend. <laughs> Is she? Who's, who's constantly pressing them to get married. <laughs> no wonder Because they've been, they've been engaged for like eight months. Yeah. And he keeps pushing off the, the wedding because he doesn't <laughs> like her. <sighs> That's it. Have, have, I don't, I, only when looking into this film did I realise there was an American Psycho 2 as well. There was? Yes, yeah, so an, an American Psycho 2. Nothing about the second one. Does it Apparently, follow... It's a direct sequel. Um, none of the same cast, though, but it is ah. a sequel of the oh. film. Apparently, it is shockingly bad. Really? I'm, I'm going to look it up. I'm Rotten Tomatoes. I think it got something like 33% on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. It, it didn't look. It didn't look too good. But yeah, um, my favourite scene in American Psycho is still that business card scene where they're all comparing business cards and. <laughs> I don't know, it's just it's just brilliant. It just shows how sort of narcissistic and sort of materialistic this our protagonist is. Eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Eleven. Yeah. Mila, Mila Kunis. <laughs> she in it. So Yeah, they basically just saw it's, it was one of those situations where the first film is very popular and they just try and get as much from it as possible. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Disney do that a lot as well. They, they do, they do. The amount of remakes, live action remakes as well, is like the oh, main. Oh, the live thing. action remakes. God. Like, why? I don't want to watch Lion King with real lions. <laughs> you know? No. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I was Disney. Sorry, Jay, you go. I was talking to someone the other day. <laughs> I can't remember who. Um, but they were saying um, that there's only two live action remakes uh, that have done better than or like commercially done better than the originals. And that's Cinderella, which is the very first one they did, uh, which James was also that. directed by Kenneth Branagh and was very good with Lily was James. And the other one is The Jungle Book, because they actually did something interesting with it. 
What did I they like do? The I haven't book. seen it. It's a really dark take on the Jungle Book, and it's... I like that. I like when they sort of give it a twist. Yeah, it's, it's very good. There's Christopher really Walken as well. Oh yeah, he's everywhere. Is that like, King Louis? Christopher Walken. Yeah. That's King um, Louis. Okay. Yeah, he's really good. It's really funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's quite a scary one. And what was it they did with that? It was all all CG, wasn't it? Apart from the boy. It's, it's similar to the way they did Lion King, but you know. They did it two years earlier and better. sort of better, really. But it's the same director, John Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau. Big for the Marvel ones, but it's weird that Lion King came out so poorly. What I was going to say about the Disney live actions, that was uh, Mulan came out this week. Everybody's been boycotting it. Plus, Have yeah. they? There's been a big push because of multiple things. Lots of people are annoyed that it got released to Disney+. Plus. And then they had to pay twenty five quid for it. That's such a like, that's, that's like more than three cinema tickets. Yeah, yeah, it's really silly. Um, yeah. uh, what else are they annoyed about? They were annoyed about the lead actress's um, uh, stance on Hong Kong, and they shot in the Zhejiang province. Which oh, yeah, no, is very, very fraught with humanitarian issues. Ah. And <laughs> Disney have sort of pressed on with it anyway and released the film. And everybody's going, you can't. No. <laughs> Stop. can't do that. Stop this, Disney. Thank Pack you. it in. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when they did that with uh, Top Gear, actually, because obviously Top Gear always travelling to sort of um, oh. a lot of the time Middle Eastern countries, and they went to one... Um, that a couple of weeks after they went there, released sort of these awful laws, and then they had to uh, take the episode down because they didn't want to show it, which is probably what I, should 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 have been done with Mulan or yeah. that bit anyway. I did always love the Top Gear like traveling specials. Oh, the Top Gear yeah. specials were so brilliant. Good. Oh, I don't suppose um, on Jeremy Clarkson. Did anyone watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? That was on. This I week. did. Oh, did you see? The... Yes, I saw. I so we got happy. a winner. Seventh winner was it? Seventh or eighth seventh, winner? Seventh, yeah. He was like, Seventh. he was just churning through the questions. I know, that was, it was, he used one lifeline out of four and got to a million. It was mad. Crazy. But he was right, all the, all the questions just fell for him perfectly. Perfect. Yeah, lucky mad. guy. Yeah. Anyway. A link. Jay, do you, do, can you think of anything with one? I'm now, I've forgotten what the film was. Oh, this American Psycho, Jay. Oh, Jesus Christ, yes. Um... <laughs> so, Jay, uh, can you think of a link for Seth's film, which was American Psycho? There's lots of things to take off from American Psycho, because you, you yeah. do have that psychopath um, element. There's a, it's weirdly ambiguous towards the end. Yeah, and you also have um, the follow-up that absolutely tanked. That could quite easily be a link. This could be about sequels. That would be an interesting, you know, with unsuccessful sequels. Yeah, because yeah. I'm sure there are there are plenty of bands who have released one enormous album and then released the next one that's just died a death. Absolutely. Most nineties bands, probably. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I didn't even mention the um sort of the ending, sort of ambiguous. Was it all I'm, in his I haven't head? seen it, so please spoil it for me. It's not, it's not a spoiler as such, but it's because it's left ambiguous. But you're not sure if all of the film was in 
Patrick Bateman's head or whether and, it actually happened. And I, I like that. That's a good ending. Yeah. Well, the director has said that she messed up, and that, that wasn't the, that wasn't the way that it was supposed to you come across. Admit that. You've got to own it. Like, no, yeah. you shouldn't admit that. You it's should just roll it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that, speaking of the director, I don't know if she's done anything nearly as successful. Um, I don't know. I, I was I looking at her filmography and nothing that I saw on it, rec- uh, nothing I recognise her. Yeah, I haven't heard her name attributed to anything else. No. Um, it could be like one, you know, yeah, like a one successful thing and then nothing else. Similar yeah. to the sequel. Well. Yeah, like a a big success and then the tanked sequel. Yeah. Or, yeah. Let's go Something with that. Like that. Yeah. So, um. No. That's not it. Okay. Cool. Mr. Pennells. Yes. My film is Manhattan, which is directed by Woody Allen. Woody Allen. It's a... Controversial. Yeah. And it's one of those weird weird Woody Allen films where it's my favourite Woody Allen film, and I do like Woody Allen films a lot. But it's it's hard to separate Woody Allen from the things that he's done. Mm. Has the film I'm, been tainted at all? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not really clued in on on what Woody Allen's done much of. So I mean, it, well, it, it married his that. stepdaughter. Yeah, oh, right. he adopted his <laughs> daughter and then married her. It's a bit weird. Yeah, it's a bit like um, Jerry Lee Lewis in that respect. Mm. And he was his cousin, didn't he? Maybe, yeah. And what else did he Oh, he was also um Dylan Farrow. He had he was married to Mia Farrow for a time. Mm-hmm. And Dylan Farrow has said or has accused him of uh molesting her. Although that has been dropped. It's He's he's a, he's such a problematic figure mm-hmm. when you just like take the whole of it. Yeah. But when when you sort of get him in conversation, he's I don't know. I I still haven't properly formed an opinion about Woody Allen, but his films are great. I haven't seen Manhattan, so you have to tell us a bit about it. Yeah. Okay. Manhattan is very very nostalgic uh for or like a, it's like a love letter to Manhattan, New York. So it's filmed in black and white, mm-hmm. and it opens with this great sweeping uh, Gershwin Rhapsody in Blue that just pans around um, the Manhattan skyline and lots of uh, iconic sights um, with uh, with a <laughs> with a monologue from Woody Allen to go besides it, who is playing. Alvy Singer, who is is a very dejected and annoyed novelist, mm-hmm. um, who's in a relationship with a an aspiring young actress who's about like eighteen, maybe. Mm, okay. Whilst whilst he's approaching forty, risque. Yeah, a bit uh, close. Yeah, to that enough. it really hasn't dated well. Gosh. Um. And there's there's a lot there's a large chunk of the story is he has a a separate fling with Diane Keaton, which is which is funny and interesting 
Um, it's ve it's very much a, like a classic Woody Allen style film. There are definitely similarities to um, Annie Hall. Annie yeah. Hall is it's similar in parts to that. Oh, and he also has this very very dysfunctional relationship with his ex-wife, who is played by Meryl Streep, who is absolutely brilliant in it. She's always she's like consistent. Yeah, she was very good. I feel like she was one of the people that came forward about Woody Allen. Actually, thinking about it, hmm. I know that Meryl Streep isn't afraid to come forward about stuff no, like that. She's vocal, isn't she? Yeah. Diane Keaton is has taken Woody Allen's side. Mm -hmm. I oh, seem okay. to remember. Um, it's it's a really good film, but it definitely hasn't dated well. Was it mm. successful at the time? Yeah, I think it, I think it really was. I think it got nominated for for a few Oscars as well. Okay. Um, in the, I think Meryl Streep may have been nominated for supporting actress, uh, Woody Allen for writer and director and actor. It was it's the height of his career, so it's like the mm. like three films after Annie Hall because he ma he makes a, he churns out films every year, mm -hmm. and he's still doing it to this day, yeah. um, although with more difficulty than he used to. Yeah. But yeah, this was like 1979 and Annie Hall was 1977. So this was right. like when Woody Allen was a very big name. That long ago. Yeah. Um, um, how do we feel about directors appearing in their own movies, by the way? Are we irked by it or are we okay with it? I think if you do it like Quentin Tarantino, in the, yeah. like, it's, a, it's a little cameo. Or like Hitchcock. It's fun to have yeah, a yeah. cameo. But I think if you like take the lead role it's a bit like you know okay so you, you, yeah. this is like your film um, i can imagine actors getting very annoyed at directors who take lead roles in their own yeah. movie do you know what i mean because yeah like, they want it, to be everything yeah it's sort of saying anyone can act yeah. if a director takes the lead role in it yeah but i like i like a cameo design cameo cameos are good yeah cameos like fine. tarantino in pulp fiction that's fine yeah. It's quite funny. Mm, um, yeah. I think he sort of gets the role. Yeah. You've well, got the, the Russo well, cameo in um in Endgame, don't you as well? That's what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. in, I don't remember that. In, yeah, it's in the um in the in Captain America's sort of therapy session. Uh, one of the Russos is there and has a couple lines of dialogue. Ah, right. Nice guy Ritchie cameos a bit in his films. What were you gonna say anyway, Joe? Yeah, I was just going to say Tarantino in Pulp Fiction is a very strange form in it. I love it. I know some people that, that don't like Tarantino when he, um, when he appears because he's really, like, yeah, I don't know what it is about him, but he's just very, he's quite a strange character. Isn't he? He's weird, but he's he weird strange. normally as well. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is a bit strange. Mad genius. Anyway, Jamie, what do you reckon Jay's link is? Uh, Jay, have you given yeah yeah link. all right i don't know it could be something to do with style or time period um what do you think yeah it could be something to, yeah sort of nostalgic or I, I was thinking it could be he said something about um like not aging well films that haven't aged well um yeah yeah well well it's it's all depends on what the next one is because it might just clip if it's something yeah We'll go for yours, shall we? We'll go for sort of um, stylish. Yeah. 
sort of st stylized like in regards to the time that it came out. Yeah, let's go with that. No. Oh, okay. okay. Not, not okay. bad though. Mr. Harper, I think we are back to oh, yes. you. Your music film choice was Catch Me If You Can. What is your music like? Music is Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I the yeah. It's um so, something something about you, Jamie, sort of made me think that that's probably what you would have picked. And I did. You were right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it is an exceptional album. Surprisingly, it's not actually my favourite Beatles album. I was going to ask that. Okay. You preempted my question. What is your favourite Beatles album then? Revolver, which is actually the one beforehand. Really? Yeah. How interesting. I, I just think it. I mean, it's it's just that bit better than Sergeant Pepper's. I think that's just a personal thing, you know. Revolver, they um, dropped the f bomb on one of the tracks, don't they? On the What's that sort of ambient um, where it's just people talking? It's something about... No, that's, that's uh, Revolution 9. That would Revolution be, uh, 9, yeah. That would be on the White Album. Oh, is that the White Album? Oh, uh, mm -hmm. yes. Well, in that album. So I don't know about Revolver. But talk to us about Sergeant Peppers. Sergeant Peppers uh, came out in the Summer of Love, which is summer of 1967. Very hippie. Mm. Um, sort of, it's, it's, like, it's widely considered the Beatles' pinnacle. Like, they uh, sort of creative peak um it's got some really good songs on it mainly paul mccartney uh pushing it because john lennon was quite druggy at the time so he's he's there but he's not altogether there if you if you know what i mean yeah um but yeah it's it's an exceptional album they'd stopped touring by that time so they had time to just sit in the studio and spend hours on it because mm. um They'd, they'd taken less than a day to record their first album and then it took something like seven months to record Sgt. Pepper's. Wow. Just, you know, the, it just shows how they excelled in the studio. Yeah, the studio was where, it all, where lots of that, that happened was, for the Beatles, yeah. wasn't it? With uh, George Martin really George Martin. helping out a lot there, the fifth Beatle. Fifth Beatle. Yeah. yeah. What, what are some of the tracks on Sgt. Pepper's, just to remind um, you? The title track... With a little help from my friends, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds as well. Yeah. Um, you got She's Leaving Home, Lovely Rita, uh, A Lovely Day in Rita's Life, which is, you know, that's quite, yeah. a, quite a song. At the Go time on. as well, 67, where like 10 years previously, rock and roll was like, you know, it's basically what uh, hair metal is today. Like, mm. You know, it was the big new thing, wasn't it? Well, it's not hair metal isn't the big new thing today. I don't, I don't know what the big new thing today is. I'm, I'm still in the 60s, bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, it, it's so impressive when you think about the Beatles and how much, just how much stuff they churned out. I mean, they've yeah, got to have absolutely. one of the biggest discographies going, I think. They did. Well, they were, in the first three years of their, like, of their fame, from 63 to 66, they released two albums each year they did a world tour each year and they released a f like two films yeah so that's mad they literally didn't have any time off yeah one of my favorite so impressive yeah one of my favorite animated films actually is yellow submarine i love it's such it. a good film as well i think it's brilliant it's, it's really so mad. groovy isn't it? yeah it's very funky yeah, hmm. yeah. That's, that's the album. 
I can't know. I can't think of white links to catch me if you can though. No, I can't. The, catch me if you can. The is is of like a a film set in like the fifties and sixties, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's not important. I don't remember much hippie stuff in Catch Me If You Can. Thinking about it. No, I, I don't. can't remember it being referenced. All Vietnam, I don't remember it being referenced much in Catch Me If You Can. I'm not sure if it was. Um, might have been a little bit early for that. The Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, it might have been. I think the Catch Me If You Can was like late fifties. Hmm. Possibly. Um. Yeah. Jamie, actually, I have a um, I have a question regarding Sergeant Pepper's and Leaf in the Sky with Diamonds. Of course. Is it an urban myth or not that that was written on LSD? Um, it was probably written on LSD, but not about because everyone thinks that it the title is Lucy Sky Diamonds LSD, but really the title came from a drawing that John Lennon's son made of his classmate Lucy oh, in the Sky oh. with Diamonds. And John Lennon was like, that's perfect. That's a drug <laughs> song right there. But, yeah. Yeah. Right. Probably, probably the sure. entire album was written on LSD, really. Yeah. It's one of those albums. You can, you can smell it in the air. <laughs> it's, it's really strange how, you know, how great music written on drugs is generally. It's really quite yeah. scary. It is. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. It's more... Suede as well, a lot of yeah. some of Pink Floyd stuff, the Sid Barrett, the early stuff. Rumours. Rumours. <laughs> it's Rumors weird, isn't it? Like drug fueled breakup. <laughs> that was so messy. Yeah. It's scary because I can see why musicians would then want to do a lot of drugs to mm. write such good albums. Yeah. They, I mean, they are great albums, and you kind of wonder how they actually survived. While recording them, yeah. Mm. Stevie um, Nicks of uh, uh, not of Rumours of Fleetwood Mac. Um, uh, at the peak when they're recording Rumours, she'd have like a little tin of cocaine that she just carry everywhere. You <laughs> just think like going into recording studio, right? Okay, we're going to get down to business. We're going to record some great songs, and you know, just snorting <laughs> the cocaine in the corner. Yeah, so Stevie, you, you get anything done. Stevie, you got something on your nose there. Just hay fever. <laughs> um, Jamie, did you like the film yesterday, by the way? Um, that came um, out a couple of years ago. Yeah, I thought it was it was kind of like, it wasn't a masterpiece or anything. I enjoyed no. it. Um, yeah, it was one of those where it's kind of just it's enjoyable, isn't it? Yeah, being a big Beatles fan, I thought you might have a problem with some of um the covers and the amendments that the film made to some of the songs. I, I, as... I appreciated the the idea that if the Beatles weren't in the world, it would be a much sadder place. I thought that was quite sort of... It's a very cool idea. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was fine with it. I enjoyed it. it you know, yeah. it wasn't exceptional, but I thought, yeah. you know, decent lead performance, good songs, decent yeah. story. Yeah. It didn't what, affect me. What what did what did you think of um the the <laughs> the the certain someone in the shack on the beach? That, <laughs> that almost made me cry. Actually, it was so really like, yeah yeah. We're not going to spoil it for the listeners, but that was a yeah. And the casting nice. choice, I thought the casting choice was fantastic. Yeah, you know, yeah. for that certain someone. My my two friends. Do not like the protagonist at all. Um, 
I like him. I they think, think he's, he's one of the most unlikable protagonists ever, but I can't no, I think quite remember. Right. Um, I, think, I think he's definitely flawed. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely I mean, very, he's de- obviously yeah. very flawed. But yeah, he's got like the same, same kind of feel as Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. It's that kind of, <laughs> you know, he's nice, yeah. he's a bit annoying. That kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I wish the um the film had gone into sort of musically how different the world would be without the Beatles. Yeah, I thought that would have been interesting. It did sort of it stayed a bit on top, like it didn't go too deep into. Yeah, it didn't go too. But then I suppose there wasn't really an explanation for it, so it would have been odd for That's them true. to go really deep into. Otherwise, it would have become like a sci-fi sort of yeah thing if they really explored it. That's yeah, that, uh, that doesn't really feel like the sort of thing that Richard Curtis is particularly interested in. No. Kind of, yeah. yeah, let's just let's just have a nice time. Yeah. Was it a direct, director, Danny Boyle? It was Danny Boyle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. It's, it's an interesting diversion. It is sort of Danny Boyle, isn't it? Yeah. He's done, he's done 28 Days Later, Train Spotting, really yeah. gritty stuff, and then he does Yesterday, which is quite flowery. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, he won't be doing the Bond film, which is That's sad. either yeah. a good or bad thing, depending if you like Danny Boyle or not. I'm excited for the Bond film. It's been too oh, long since. I'm very excited. Remember when Skyfall came out and everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Oh, yeah, Skyfall at the cinema was. Skyfall was brilliant. Daniel Craig is. I he's on it, isn't he? Iconic. He is really iconic. Um, they actually they revealed who the new Bond might be. Oh yeah, who? Oh, it was rumored. I can't, I can't remember who they said it might be. Oh. Oh, for goodness' sake. It was. Was it, uh, was it Jay? Yes. No. That's it. It was Jay. No, I thought it was Jay. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, one. guys. I, I, did I not tell you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. The what, link, where were we? What was uh, the link between Peppers and? Oh yeah, that's the one. Catch me if you any, can. Any guesses? Oh, God, I've actually got no idea. I yeah, um, I don't know either. Wait, no. Give me wild stab in the dark. I want to take a stab in the dark. I don't want to waste it. Um. No, I'm not going to get that. I don't think I'm getting it, Joe. Have you any inkling? I mean, we've got similar periods, maybe. Yeah. Um, just like Jay's falling asleep. No, <laughs> um, I was Still just thinking, like, you, uh, Catch Me If You Can is very much carried by uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Tom Hanks is also good in it. And, like, Sergeant Pepper is sort of a little bit carried by. Paul McCartney and John yeah, Lennon true. was also that there. Is, that's true. Yeah, Wait. I think that might be it, Jay. That sounds like. That yeah, sounds should, like we, should we go with that? Let's go with that. It's a good guess, but afraid not. Oh, yeah. That was a good guess, actually, though. That's a good link. Does it work with your last choice as well? Is it carried by a sort of protagonist with help uh, from others, with a little help from their friends? I, uh, yeah, no it, no, it kind of falls apart. On the okay, it falls apart. Okay. But, it was a good, a good try. All right then. Well, Seth, are you uh, up next? Yes, I am. Yeah. That's all um, right. We're then. gonna, we're gonna stick with our Beatles theme. This is completely coincidental. Actually, oh, yeah. I didn't know Jamie was coming on, but I didn't choose this for Jamie. Um, but it just fitted with my link, and it is, uh, just a song actually, John Lennon's um, Imagine. Oh, it's a good song. It's a good song. Which is a a beautiful song. Um, beautiful song. I think the lyrics drive that song more than so, anything else. 
Well, the inst- instrumentation is so sort of, you know, stripped back, isn't it? Mm. It's not flashy or anything. Yeah, it's very... It's just the lyrics. It's, it's lovely to listen to. And John Lennon himself, like you said, Jamie, was struggling a lot with um, drugs and yeah. the sort of lifestyle that came with being one of the biggest bands ever. Yeah. Um, and he was bit of a he was sort of rebelling against everything at that point he was sort of rebelling against sort of society against vietnam against the, you know pretty much everything like many of the 60s bands were yeah um but yeah i think he had a he, he was a, in a tricky time at that point and he came out with something really beautiful and it's a, it's a lovely song it's probably one of my favorite john lennon songs definitely mm. okay mm. want to listen to it now a link but it's it's a I... strange I think I might have something. Really? What have you got? Well, in American Psycho, he spends a lot of his time attacking the the basically the world in which he lives. Ah, like a Holden Caulfield kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Catcher in the Rye. Hmm. Oh, I still haven't read Catcher in the Rye. I really need to read it. Yeah, it's a, such a good book. Mm. Right. I would um, recommend I just thought quickly, um, have either of you seen Christopher Eccleston's portrayal of John Lennon? Um, oh, yeah. Um, no, that was quite good. Was it good? I enjoyed that, yeah. I, I think Christopher watch. Eccleston's a really underrated actor. Uh, he's brilliant. He is yeah. really good. Fully committed to a role. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... Was John Lennon a like a womanizer as well? Slightly. <laughs> yeah. I thought he might have been. I couldn't remember because I, I need to watch that film. But yeah, it's a very good film. Yeah. So, Jay, you were saying. Well, yes. Questioning the world. Not not questioning it so much, but it. American Psycho is set in like that sort of yuppie period, of um, sort of New York and that sort of thing, which is a world in which Patrick Bateman very much inhabits, and he really hates it. Mm. He just he just has this weird like hatred of everything around him, and so he strikes out at it. And it's you know the John Lennon thing of Sorry. shouting shouting about I don't know yeah like maybe. kicking back against society. yeah kicking back at the norm yeah we'll give that a go okay Seth Seth right. um I mean you're on the right lines Ooh. um. You're within the right ballpark, but you need yeah. to put a label on it. Rebelling. No, a more specific. Like, you'll get it with my last one, I think. All right. Um, okay. But yeah, it's okay. quite a specific thing. Mr. Pennells. My music choice is The Smiths by The Smiths. Oh, good is album. it really? That surprises me, Jay. I didn't know you. That were... does surprise me as well. I have too much thought of it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The thing I have with the Smiths is I, I, when I'm listening to it, I'm spending most of my time figuring out if I like it. <laughs> what? It, they are they trying to like band. it. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll put it on and I'll go. Yeah, this is. Is it all right? I, I think with the Smith, with the Smiths, you kind of just have to forget that you're listening to anything and just kind of. Lose, you, lose yourself in it. Yeah, I guess. Lose. Yeah, I guess so. There seems a. Yeah. I always feel I was listening to it earlier, just to remind myself of it. This seems like a lot of bitterness. Oh, Morrissey's oh, yeah. a, Morrissey's a weirdo, but yeah, 
he does right right good <coughs> yeah it's um, kind of weirdly bitter and poetic at the same time yeah yeah it's like very very sweetly angry yeah <laughs> he sings them with such care but it's about like being run over or something yeah or, or just being absolutely hateful or real around yeah. the fountain which i was just listening oh. to earlier and going that is a very <laughs> extreme form of negging it is a, it is a yeah there's sort of it, there's a lot of tension in the yeah morrissey's that, lyric that's one of my favorite smith songs actually real around the fountain i think it's, it's a good one isn't it it's really good i didn't i didn't like the um the mix on Hatful of Hollow that um yeah that they did with it. I thought that uh, it was the peel session, wasn't it? Um Yeah. I like Hatful I, of Hollow for the for the ones that that aren't on the albums. But I like yes. mi- new mixes never really did it for me. No, I, I much prefer the originals in almost all cases, I think. Yeah. Um Jay, why did you choose their first album or their self titled Well album? it's I'm I'm I know the Queen is Dead is supposed to be very good as well, but I haven't listened to it. So good. Oh, listen to it frequently. So yes, it's it's very good. I prefer um, Strange Ways. Here we come. But Strange Ways is good. It's very very good. We 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 can just forget Meters Murder. That's sort of yeah. It's okay. It's yeah. But I feel the same about about the Smith self-titled. I think it's it's all right. It's um. I think, I'm look, looking at the song list now, and I think the fact that it's the first is possibly it, like, boosts yeah. it. It's yeah, yeah. It, it very much when I was, when I when I put it on, you you very much get the immediate sense of the era that it comes from as well. Yeah, it's so 1984. Yeah, yeah. it really is. I mean, and I yeah, I I always have the thing with Morrissey of going, ah, uh, can I forget that. This is Morrissey. I forget this. This is a racist. Yeah, this yeah. is a really, really hor- horrible I, racist. I I remember when um me and Tom went to see him in February just for COVID, and um it was just after just before he made the comment that all Chinese people were, I think he called them a subspecies. Yeah, he did. Um, it was just just after he'd made that comment, and it was a fairly empty stadium for Morrissey. Yeah, um, people definitely were boycotting him. You know what? I think I've got the link now. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, but I'm no, it, it could be two things, Jamie, because he said about it being very much representative of the time. No, we've already tried that. That was our our guess for the first one. So, what controversial? Um, yeah, I've, I've creators. Been, controversial creators is is the link. Yep, I I will I will allow yes. you that. Lovely. Nice. Yeah, there you go. That's gonna be fun trying to guess your book as well now. Yeah, I was I was struggling with this one. Um, it's, it's a good link. It is a good link. But authors tend not to fall into that category of being controversial because authors, authors very... keep their head down a bit, don't they? Oh no, it might be a Harry Potter one. Oh my god. JK Rowling's yeah. being cancelled. Sorry, who's JK Rowling? I'm not oh sure. no, yeah, who's no, that? <laughs> I'm familiar with with him or her or whoever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who's next? Is it? Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's you, Jamie. But okay. Me and you both now have one extra point, so you're winning with one and a half at the moment. And you get two points because you got it on my music. Two points, bloody. Oh, All right. Two we'll and a half. Let's go. Take it, mate. All right. Um, my book is eleven twenty two nineteen sixty three by Stephen King. 
Ooh. which is it's really good and if you kind of know Stephen King vaguely you'd think it'd be horror but it's not it, the basis is this guy goes back in time he finds his mate has like a time a door through time in his diner for some reason <laughs> and he, he goes through it and it always comes out at the same time in 1957 um, but his mate's got cancer and he can't sort of stay there for long so he sends the main guy back and he says try and save jfk and then the whole thing is just like this the main guy just living through these six years he has to go and like check out the city you know dallas where jfk was shot check the floor investigate lee harvey oswald and it's not just like that kind of sounds like a bit of a boring story but it's kind of like a whole immersion into the era the amount of research that stephen king did for the book it's you know it feels really it's just cool going back to them and kind of experiencing it why does why does that sound like a doctor episode not a stephen king yeah yeah no it sounds proper doctor who he has to pretend to be someone else so he gets new license and, and money um so that he can pass as someone from the 50s Mm, very interesting. That sounds like I've never heard of that book before. It's so uh, it's so long though as well. That's ooh. the only issue. Stephen yeah, King is pretty fast. He does it? write some long like books. one thousand two hundred pages. Oh, Make it into a film already, you know. Yeah, yeah I've uh, that film. Yeah, I like Stephen. I like the Stephen King films that they're doing at the moment. I don't think I've seen. I, I do as well. About Gerald's Game is my my favorite. I'd like to see moment. that. I, I read it and it was such a good book. My friend, give it a watch on Netflix. It is proper, proper creepy, just as you'd like yeah, it. Yeah, it was. Very good. Um, yeah, I also watched another one on Netflix where um, it was like The Grass or something. They were caught oh. in... Oh, no, 1919? Yeah, no, no. no um, 19, no, there were two because there's 1922 and then there's oh, that yeah. one where it, it's like they go into the grass and they don't come out or something like that. Yeah, it's that one. It's the second one. Yeah, two cornfield-related yeah. ones. But then it sort of worked as a um, as a paradox. Um, so that was a bit timey-wimey as well. So one person went in, called the other person in, and then it was like a closed loop and they just kept going round and round. It was, it was good concept. The yeah. film was okay, but yeah, it, it was good. I like Stephen King a lot. Yeah. Did you like the It? Films, I do. I think. Jamie? He, I think yeah i i actually do i think they're quite good enjoyable you know um stellan skarsgård no bill bill skarsgård yes he's really good yeah as as pennywise i think he's pretty you know pretty perfect for the role Mm. the thing with stephen king is just he he is so full of ideas he's published like 60 novels and they've all got like different individual stories how do you mm. come up with all of that yeah yeah, yeah so many classics oh yeah really remarkable Consistent. writer yeah he is he is jay there's so yeah. much going around in my head at the moment with what james link could be i think that it might have something to do with um the fact that the stephen king book is quite um, different from what you would have expected. 
So you possibly like Sergeant Pepper, as much as it definitely is a Beatles thing, I think it's it feels different, possibly. Like you can you can feel the difference in Sergeant Pepper than you can in some of the other stuff. Maybe. See, I was going down the line with all of these creators. I've had a very large and successful output. Um with Stephen King, Beatles and Steven Spielberg. I mean, they've all produced an insane amount of material. That's all been pretty successful. Yeah, yeah, I but think I'm that's not... probably more likely to be right. But I'm... but then I was thinking between Catch Me If You Can and um, Stephen King one set in America in the 50s. And I'm not sure if Catch Me If You Can is set in Dallas. No, it's not it's San Francisco, isn't it? Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, or it's New, uh, New York and New York? Then California. Yes, that's it. So I'm not sure. And the Beatles obviously probably visited those places on their world tour. I think so, yeah. But then they weren't touring during Sgt. Pepper's, so maybe not. I'm just going to plug my laptop in. Yeah, do it, mate. Plug right here. Yeah, I'm... There's quite a lot going on. I would say it's probably more to do with the body of work. And the volume. Yeah, a large body of successful work. Once again, it's a good guess, but no, it is not. Ah, damn it. Right. You're going to tell us now, and we're going to be annoyed. I am going to tell you. It was, you were very close on your first guess, actually, mistaken identity, but it's people pretending to be other people. I just I couldn't give it for mistaken identity. So in Catch Me If You Can, it's Leonardo DiCaprio's character pretends to be other people throughout the film. Sergeant Pepper's, the whole idea of it is that they're not the Beatles. You were close, Jay, and you're like in figuring out that it was sounded like it, like it was the Beatles, but it kind of sounded different. The whole idea is that they're Sergeant Pepper's yeah. Lonely Hearts Club band. Oh yeah. And then in eleven twenty two nine sixty three, the main character has to pretend to be. Yeah, he has to change his identity. We yeah. could have got that. Damn, that's you, really good. You had the good, the good like logic of, like you were so close, but yeah. All right. That's a good link, Jamie. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Get a point. You get a, you point, get a point, point for us not guessing it. Yeah. Oh, wow, three point three point five. Yeah, three point five. Blimey. Damn. Death. Damn. Your book. Yes. My book is another play this week and Ooh. it's it's not a shakespeare play either so well done me it is well done you for reading a, sh- a play that wasn't shakespeare <laughs> yeah exactly um sorry i keep getting called uh the play is it's a bit of a confusing one actually because it's the play is don juan in hell by george bernard shaw but it's actually based on the third act of his play Man and Superman and Superman. Um, so it's not actually playing itself, but it very much is a play itself anyway. It's a bit confusing. But it's about um, a woman who dies and is sort of sent to hell. But the the trick is that hell is actually a lot more fun than heaven. Um, and she's having a brilliant well the, the the idea is that hell you can do what you want when you want. Whereas in yeah. heaven, you've got duties and stuff like that. And um, yeah, and you've got this protagonist, sort of protagonist, uh, Don Juan, who is obviously this um, 
man who was very um, promiscuous mm. and then murdered someone as is the story of Don Juan. And yeah, it's basically a debate between heaven and hell of which is the better fate. And it's really good. It's sort of taken place in this sort of void, okay. which is quite nice. So um, the, the main characters of all your choices have been promiscuous. They have indeed, yeah. Yeah, they have, yes. Is yeah. there something there? Do you think, Jay? I think there probably is. We were, we, apparently we were close with the rebelling thing. Yeah, that's, I'm trying to sort of yeah. mesh yeah. promiscuous and rebelling into one word. Yeah. So how about, I'll talk a bit more, and as I talk, okay. you may get it. Yeah, okay. okay. So, um, do either of you not know um, Bernard Shaw or John? No. No, George Bernard Shaw? No, you don't know him. I've well, you heard know, the um, name. Yeah, you'll have heard the name from Pygmalion. It's his main play. Um, yeah. Which obviously, Jay, you know your Greek mythology, you'll know about um, Pygmalion. Uh, I don't know about Pygmalion is in the Greek mythology, but I know that the play is the basis for My, uh, Fair, Lady. My Fair Lady. Yes, of course. Yeah. And yeah, he's actually the only um, person to have won a Nobel Prize for literature and an Oscar as well, because he wrote the screenplay for My Ooh. Fair Lady. Ah. Um, no, we wrote a screenplay about Pygmalion, but yeah, so Pygmalion is the very sort of well-known story about a sculptor who falls in love with his statue. I mean, you see sort of right. lots of examples of that it's from as early as I think 1650, the first example of that, and then, you know, it's quite a common theme. And um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that. I mean, you've got Mozart who wrote his uh, Don Giovanni play, which is based on Don Juan, who... Typically, the story of Don Juan is it's a man who um, sleeps around a lot. He rebels against society because he thinks he'll have time to repent in the end. And in most cases of the story, he ends up killing someone. It's okay. um, essentially oh. that. Um, that sounds like a link to American Psycho. I feel like it might have something to do with rebelling against things, but not actually facing repercussions. Yeah. But how does that link to John Lennon? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he he was shot. So but that wasn't because yeah, it that was wasn't shot, because he was rebelling, really. No one knows why it was really, do they? Well, no. Hmm. What year was he shot? Seventy. Oh, eighty. Sorry. 80. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those where I can almost see the link. Like I know there are so many different yeah links. But which one's like the, the main one? Um, Jay, what do you think? We're gonna have to go for something. I would, I would say, like promiscuity, re rebelling. No, which I'm just listing off the three things that I can think of, and but not linking them together. Like promiscuity, rebelling, and not facing repercussions, or find enjoying it, finding more enjoyment in rebelling. And doing what you're not supposed to do than what you are. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, that's <laughs> we'll not. A, that. That's not a <laughs> precise enough link, is it? I. Do you know what? I'm gonna give a point each. I think. Really? Because you, you're pretty. You're pretty much there. It's about. Um, I said it a few times. It is about this idea of having a Don Juan character who is a womanizer and um 
Yeah, but yeah. In two out of the three cases, it follows the story exactly. In John Henry's case, it's not quite so following, but he was a womanizer who rebelled against society. As that's true. The yeah, okay. Of Don Juan. Mm. That was a link. Um, that was about, but, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Well done, people. Okay. You that's clever because, there. yeah, you kind of had you, with the whole Don Juan thing. You did like pepper it a few times. I did pepper it a few times. Well, you, should yeah. have, you should have clocked on, but it was, it was a good link. I enjoyed that. Okay. Yeah. Good. Nice. Uh, my book. Yes, you can get a point from guessing my book if you want, if you can. Um, I do think it's something to do with J.K. Rowling, simply because it's, you know, the, it's the, the most only topical. author yeah, I can think of. You've got um, Lewis Carroll, who's That's come under one. fire recently. Yeah. Um, C.S. Lewis has come under fire recently, but we talk about him quite a lot on his, so I don't think it'd be that. Um, Ted Hughes as well. Has he Ted Hughes? I don't know. Well, Ted Hughes was like he's a really good poet, but mm. he was quite abusive to his wife. Mm. So I, I I don't know. Um, do we go J.K. We'll go J.K. Yeah, we'll, go, we'll go J.K. But which one? Because oh, it's got, uh, it was the first Smiths album. So should we go the first? Yeah. All right. Book with um. Lost the stone. stone, please, Jay. You're completely correct. Really? Oh. Yeah. Well done, us. I I decided to go Good for way. the Philosopher's Stone because it's the first one. Yeah. Just um, that's a good one. Good link. I enjoyed that one. That's good. Yeah. What? Right. Do, shall we talk about um, the the magical non-existent author, or should we just move Andy? on? I don't know. Do we do her the honour of talking about her? Do we do her the dirty? Do we, do we give her that satisfaction? Yeah, it's the um <laughs> it's the detective bloke with the with the dodgy oh, leg. Um, what's his name? Um Cormoran Strike. Yeah, that was the one. Weird name. Weird name. Is she well she'll have to write under an alias now, which is what No, what she she's name. she was already writing them under a pseudonym, so she's she just was, yeah. Robert Galbraith, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't like her other books um, that aren't Harry Potter. I haven't tried them. Are they? I tried the Casual Vacancy, which the BBC made a hash of, and the book wasn't great source material anyway. But it was, yeah, no, it wasn't very good. I haven't. The thing with, the thing with Harry Potter is the writing isn't even <laughs> that exceptional. It's the it's the it's sort of the groundbreaking idea of it. Yeah. And it, just, it really, really just appealed to the generation that it was aimed yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. It really. And I think we can say that Fantastic Beasts is not sort of even on the same level, really. No, it's, as, it's not exactly. Harry Potter's. It's a, it's a cash cow, though, because people still go see it. Exactly. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. It's them just making, squeezing as much money uh, yeah. as they can, milking those teats. Of the cows. Yeah, I'm very glad that this is a podcast and Harry we're getting teams. none of those visuals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, it's when you sort of just milk a cow. That's what I, it looks like. I'm maybe a drummer or a driver. Yeah, <laughs> a five-year-old <laughs> pretending to drive, possibly. Have, have either of us in the pool paid any attention to the cursed child? Mm, not much. I read the script. Was that it any was like, good? I mean, it did. It felt again, kind of like an unnecessary money grab. I, mm. I, 
Yeah. It was all right. Like the story was fine, but it kind of it did feel like, you know, she needed a bit more. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that. No. I feel like if mm. if it if it did need a sequel, fine, but it didn't. No, it, it didn't. Yeah. Also, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't like the last scene in Deathly Hallows Part Two. What's it called? Know. I th- looking back on it, it's a bit strange. For well, me, he smile, smiles at Malfoy. Yeah, where well, you've got them all sort of. I don't know. Is it makeup to make them it look is, old, or I is think it it's CG? I think it's. They've makeup. only started the CG recently. Yeah, but it looked very strange. Mm. But anyway, yeah, Philosopher's Stone is a great book. It have is. you have you read it, Jay? Have you read the um, Harry Potter's? You haven't. I, have you? I no, I started it once. And I got about what, three pages in. Can be asked. <laughs> True. Put, put it back down. Which is why I put the first book, really, because like that's a safe bet. Like, yeah. At least yeah. I don't have to know anything. That's true. You can and I don't. I don't know anything around. about Harry Potter particularly. Well, the films are just just as good anyway, if not better than. Yeah. The films are quite good, and I do enjoy the performances. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah, for a bunch of child actors, they they did all right. That's true. They did they, do well. I always think it's risky. Well. It's risky having the same sort of child actors for seven films because you've no idea how their acting mm. abilities will grow. That's, but they've all done true. fairly well out of it. Well, maybe Rupert Grint, who I've yeah. seen in much for he was in the BBC Poro actually, like they did last year. But Rupert, I haven't seen Rupert Grint has an ice cream van. Mm. <laughs> Is, wow. I think <laughs> he. That... I think he just. I think he drives around the local area and just gives ice cream out to kids. So just, nice. just, just, to, just because he likes, he enjoys. I it. mean, he, he is quite rich, so I suppose he doesn't have to do much. He can yeah, just chill out with an ice cream van. That's so Imagine cool. Ron Weasley coming and giving you some ice cream. That'd be lovely. Yeah. I'd love that. <laughs> good. Yeah. Well, that wow. was a that was a good one. I yeah. enjoyed that. Let's not not tackle the issue and move on to the scores on the doors. Yes. Um, I am on a one and a half. I think I'm on four and a half. Yeah, you know, you're on four and a half, Jamie. That. I ran away with it. I you really did. Yeah, you did, indeed. What can I say? Sester on three. Mm. Yeah, well two done, Jamie. Three. You really yeah, you. stormed it today. Well, I'd love, I'd love to come back if you boys ever ever need, need a guest and you can't think of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, absolutely. We'd love to have you back. Yeah, it was well, great. Yeah. It was lovely being on here. And your link was brilliant as well. So <laughs> I mean, it's, Too kind. it's worked well. Yeah. Good, good, good stuff, gentlemen. Do we have any parting messages? Any parting recommendations? Um, recommendations? Peace I, and love. I, you know. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think we'll end on, on saying let's all recommend to each other a little bit of peace and love. Peace out. Peace out.